um, my parents didn't want me to run on the trail alone. And so I had to wait for a little bit at the car and I was like, oh, I gotta keep running. But I had to wait for a little bit, but one of my other friends showed up. And so I ran with her. She ended up running four laps with me, three or four laps, which was incredible. It was so great. It was amazing to see just like the determination. And once you get to the point where you're kind of hurting, um, it's, it's where you, you realize what people are made of. You are listening to Feminine Will, powered by Sweatseat. I'm Andrea McKee. This is a show about women who choose athleticism, adventure, and bravery every day. Thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome to the show today. As always, a new episode every Monday. If you didn't hear last week's episode, you should definitely go check it out. It's with Shelby. She's a truck driver and goes on tons of adventures through truck driving. She was doing pre-med before she decided to switch over and just do the things she'd always had a mild obsession with. And now she is a YouTube sensation. So go check out Happiness by the Mile. And if you never found trucking interesting before, you probably will now. This week, I have 17-year-old Maisie on the show who did a 50-miler in February. What astounded me as I talked to her was that she did a 35-mile trail race when she was 16, and she'd only run eight miles to prep for that. Luckily, after doing that, she got a little more serious about wanting to do a 50-miler race and got a training plan. But this story is pretty cool. It's fun to hear her talk about her family, how supportive her parents are. And now she got into it because she had friends who invited her to do it. But first, a quick word from the sponsor, Sweatseat. Sweatseat is a seat cover that I invented for the adventurous and athletic woman. It is compact, so you don't have to see it when you're not using it. It's waterproof, so you it is 100% going to protect your seat. You won't. You, it doesn't matter how sweaty or how wet you are from going to the beach or the pool. You are going to protect your seat 100%. And it has a headrest because I sweat on my head. I don't know about you, but I do. It also stays in place, and you can just throw it in the washing machine when you're done, when you feel like it needs to be washed. So it's, it's really super convenient. It's going to protect your seats. No more sweaty bums or wet bums on your seats. And when you go to resell your car, eh, your seats are going to be in a lot better condition. And you're going to get a little more money out of it. So think ahead. One exciting thing about Sweatseat is that we I just built my brand ambassador program. So if you're interested in making a little bit of extra cash on the side, you should go check it out. Go to sweatseat.com, S-W-E-T-S-E-A-T.com. If you are interested in becoming a brand ambassador, here's a few things you'll get. For every sale that you make, meaning you'll get your own code. You just have to go fill out an application on the website. I'll send you a code and your friends, family, and followers will get 15% off of their purchase. You could even use it yourself and get the 15% off. Regardless, however many times the code is used, you get 10% of the sale. This is not an MLM. This is a way for me to incentivize people to get the word out about Sweatseat. This is a way for me to be like, thank you so much for sharing 
your love of sweat seat and I want to repay you by giving you part of the sale. All my products are made locally here in Roswell, Georgia. All the fabric is made in America. These are handmade products locally made. I am super proud of the design and there are three styles with one new one coming out in June, which I'm super stoked about. If you haven't checked out the neon line or the Swexy line, or maybe you love the classic, just plain and simple, then you should definitely go check it out, sweatseat.com. And see if you want to be a brand ambassador because anybody can be, as long as you are active on Facebook or Instagram, then you can be a brand ambassador. Go to the website, fill out an application, and hey, be as rambunctious or as casual as you want about spreading the word. I'm excited about this and I'm super grateful for all the people who love my product and love getting the word out about it. And this really is just like a formal way of saying thank you and that I really appreciate all my customers and everything they're doing to to help grow my business. And so if you consider yourself an athletic or adventurous person, then please hop on the website and see what we have going on. Now for my conversation with Maisie. Maisie. Tell us about your background, uh, where, where you grew up, and what, what kind of got you to the point of running your first 50-miler, and take as long as you want with that question. <laughs> That's a hefty question. All right. <laughs> um, so we, we moved around a little bit. I was born in Washington. Uh, we moved to a couple different states, and my siblings were all born in different states except for the two last ones. They're born here. And... Um, we've been here for 13 years now. We um, were public schooled for, well, I was public schooled um, for 10 years. And then recently we actually moved to homeschooling. And that actually kind of gave me the time to be able to start running. Because before I did track and cross country, but it was never anything super long like this. And so once we started homeschooling, um, we... I kind of needed something to do because I wasn't in track or cross country anymore. And I was like, I got to do something to get rid of all this like excitement and all this energy. Right. Um, and so what's really cool is in our neighborhood, um, there's a lady who actually um, used to run a lot of marathons and huh. she, she trains people as well. And so um, I've been running with her a little bit. And that's been really cool to hear her story and her tips. But one of the biggest things is in our church, we have two guys and they have run 100 milers. Wow. Yeah, they're they're amazing people. And to hear their stories is really cool, too. But um, they they got my friends and I excited because I have um, these other three friends and um and they both kind of got into ultra running at the same time I did. And so we were kind of this group, which was really fun. It's really fun to do it with a group. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So I guess it started with one of the 100-miler guys. Every year on his birthday in August, he actually puts on this night run called Quanah Hill Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's it's at Quanah Hill Trails, which is in um, – kind of kind of by Weatherford area and basically you start at nine o'clock at night and you can run you can hike you can walk however long you want through the entire night and just go as long as you want some people will do one loop of the trail some of them will do multiple loops it just depends on what you want to do and 
Um, so one of my friends, he, um, he was really getting into ultra running as well. And so he decided for his birthday, he wanted to kind of, um, do this, this co birthday thing with the hundred miler guy. And so he invited a bunch of us to come and do it with him. Wow. Yeah. He was really the instigator to be honest, because, um, he, he kind of pushed us and he was like, Hey, so what are you going to do? What you're going to, what's your goal going to be? Right. And the previous year he had actually run it before and did really well. And so, um, our goal was to do five laps, which was going to be 35 miles. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And that was, that was crazy to me. I'm like, how can anybody run that long? That's insane. Like you're going to hurt your body. <laughs> and I just thought it was completely crazy. Um, but he, he, um, encouraged us to do it. And I was like, Oh, I'll probably do two or three laps, you know, get a good, I'll, I'll try 14. That'd be a good, good number. Right. And he's like, Oh no, you got to do five laps with me. And so I was like, oh, okay, all right, I will, I will do five laps with you. How many and miles had you done up to this point? Like on a, on a run, like how much had you done? Um, consistently at one time. Well, the longest run I'd ever done before that was probably like a five miler maybe. Okay. Um, yeah. And it, it wasn't so a big very difference. Long, so it's not like you'd done a marathon or half marathon or anything like that. <laughs> no, it was kind of just blindly jumping. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And so we, we got all trained and got really, really excited about this. And one of my other friends uh, got into it and we invited this other friend who just moved in and he's, he's amazing too. Like I don't, I, I could go on for ages about these three people. They're amazing. And they just, oh, they're so fun to be around, you know? Ah, I love being surrounded by just friends who totally uplift and inspire you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's cool because having a group that's interested in that, which is hard to find among people, because most people are like, no, I'm not. Well, because they're they're like your Uh, age, right? I mean, not the 100 milers. Are they a little older or the one? Yeah, yeah. they're. they're, mm, But the four are my age. And so it's really cool to have them with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So anyway, we trained for this and... Um, it was kind of, we weren't really sure what we were doing because it was our first time. I mean, um, the one guy, the one guy kind of knew it because he had done it the year before, but we got a lot of tips from the hundred miler two people and they really helped us kind of get prepped for it and know what to expect. And how long, like Uh, how long was the prep time? Did they say, Hey, next week we're doing this or did they say like in three months we're doing this? I think we practiced for, I think we started about June. So we had about three months maybe okay I don't know. okay so it wasn't like yeah. okay next week we're doing this you got to do it with me kind of thing it was yeah no. gave you a little <laughs> bit of time and just to be clear you're 17 and your friends yes, are like about the same age yes ma'am cool yeah um so we kind of we kind of leapt into it not sure what we were expecting and it wasn't like a workout routine it was like hey do y'all want to go running today sure let's go running today <laughs> that sort of thing it wasn't very strict um and so race day came, and um, and so we ran it. Two of them uh, weren't able to run the whole thing with us because they had other things come up. Um, I think one of them had a cross-country race or something like that. And so um, the other two weren't able to do it, but me and um, the other guy who, who wanted to do it for his birthday, we did 35 that day, and it was, oh, that was just the moment. I was like, oh, this is the coolest thing. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So that is cool. So it, it gave you a buzz. It gave you like excitement to, to kind of yeah. think about what you wanted yeah. to do next. And this was, this was last June. So were you 17 at the time or 16? 
16. Okay. And, um, and then what were some of the tips that the, that the hundred miler guys gave you when they're like, okay, in three months, we're going to be doing this race. Here's some things to keep in mind. (laughs) Um, one of the biggest ones was lots of food and water because I didn't realize you drank and ate so much on the trail. (laughs) Uh, It was just kind of, you you just drank like you were running a three miler, you know, I didn't realize you had to supplement so much. Um, that was a big thing. Another one was getting, getting trail runs in to make sure you have that time on your feet and, um, and to kind of break it up into different kinds of runs, not necessarily the same amount every single day and to have kind of like a rest day in the middle. So I don't know. There were lots of different things. And, and so the most, so by the time you got to the race three months later, what was your longest distance in your training? Oh, did you catch that? Say question? It again. Um, so by the time I you didn't. got, no, that's okay. I think we had a we had a technology outage. So by the time you got to the race, how long had you? What was your greatest distance during training? <laughs> I think eight miles. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't yeah, you weren't it, necessarily the the lady. So you were running with this woman who d- did marathons and stuff, but you weren't actually thinking okay I'm like training as if I were running a marathon on a trail you were just kind of running and hoping that you were running enough well this lady I didn't meet actually until a couple weeks ago oh okay and I didn't even know her then well I knew of her but I didn't know her personally you know yeah Uh, but yeah we we didn't really know how much we were supposed to train yeah just kind of ran whenever uh, whenever we wanted to, and we would run the trails a lot. And, um, we, we had heard that you're supposed to go a lot slower pace. And so we were trying to hit like a 14 minute pace to 12 minute pace, kind of just a lot slower. Yeah. Um, like, don't get me wrong. It was, it was fun, but it was, we were totally amateurs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you were new to this and you didn't necessarily know what questions to ask. And it sounds like maybe there wasn't anybody necessarily there to train with you or to be like getting you from here. We want to do this to, okay, now we're actually doing it. Yeah. It was just more of a fun thing we wanted to do together. Yeah. And so once you, so tell me about, um, cause that just blows my mind that you ran eight miles. So I want to know exactly how did the race go the day of, and your goal was 35 miles that day. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And so how did it go? When did you start? What was it like? Yeah, I was really nervous before. (laughs) Um, But the biggest thing, well, for one, said a big prayer at the beginning because Uh I was really nervous. That was probably the biggest thing, honestly. It was like throughout all of everything. That's my one greatest tip is just to say a prayer and rely on Heavenly Father because he's definitely a huge part of it. Cool. Um, yeah, but it started and everybody's there. Um, it's, it's just kind of a lot of different families, some ultra runners, some not. And it's really cool. Cause it's a really cool community. Everybody's there having fun. We have some food there on the table that everybody can eat. Um, and then once it gets dark about nine o'clock, they took a big group picture trying to fit everybody in the camera. <laughs> and, um, and then the guy who's, who runs hundred milers, whose birthday it was, he would kind of say a little message and then, then you were off. We just started running 
And um, I think the first lap I ran with a group of people was probably eight of us. And it was just a bunch of our friends, like the four, the four of us who are actually into ultra running. And then um, just kind of some other friends that had wanted to join too and that he had he had a challenge to join us. And so that was, that was a blast. It was so fun to run through the woods at night and, um, with all, with all my buddies and, um, and with my family. And I think my, my brother was actually hiking with his, um, his boy scout troop. And so it was cool to run past him and he would cheer us on and I'd be like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. And I love night running too. It's it's a different experience than day running. It's just a blast. It's so much fun. Oh, cool. What do you and, love about it? Because I know it has its own set of challenges. You know, you don't see yeah. as well. So there's more risk of getting hurt. Yeah. I guess just the adventure of it. Mm. You just, you don't know what's coming. It's yeah. It's just fun to run and stars. It's cool. Um, so yeah, we ran for a bit. And I think the second lap, we kind of split up a little bit more. People had to go home. Um, the two other guys ran ahead, and um, my parents didn't want me to run on the trail alone, and so I had to wait for a little bit at the car, and I was like, oh, I got to keep running. But I had to wait for a little bit, but one of my other friends showed up, and so I ran with her and this other guy um, who I was really impressed with because he, I don't think he had run a bunch, before, but he made a ton of miles that night. It was amazing, and I was super impressed. And the friend that ran with me, she ended up running, I think, four laps with me, three or four laps. Wow. Which was incredible. Which is, each so lap is seven crazy. miles, right? Uh, yeah, seven, seven point something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it was, it was amazing to see just, like, the determination. And once you get to the point where you're kind of hurting, um, it's, it's where you, you realize what people are made of. And you can mm. see that they're hurting but that they just push. And at one point she just like darted ahead. I was like, where, where did all this energy come from? <laughs> <laughs> and okay. when did you start hurting? Um, probably third lap, but it wasn't really, it wasn't really like a hard hurt. It was more like, oh, I'm, I'm sore. Yeah, but this is fun, <laughs> I guess. Because I really like spending time with people. And so having somebody to run with me was really great. And so I got to talk to her, and we uh, we had some cool conversations and uh, different things that uh, that I didn't know about her previously. So that was really cool. Mm. Got to know her really well. Um, but yeah, so we we ended up going. I think I ran four laps at that point, and then um, she had to go to work, and I was going on no sleep. But um, but the third lap, I had told her, okay, if you run one more lap with me, I'll take you to work early in the morning. Okay. <laughs> so she's like, Fine, I'll go with you. <laughs> so we ran one more lap, and then I drove her over to her work, which is about, um, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes away. And I was going on, like, zero sleep. All, or my brother was in the car with us. And we, after I dropped her off, because she actually fell, in the sleep, fell asleep in the car beside me as I was bringing her home. But I dropped her off, nick of time, and then we had to stop by the gas station real quick because my car was low. And Alden told me as he was getting gas in about the three minutes that he got gas, I'd fallen asleep. <laughs> I bet your body was just exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we drove back to the race and it was, it was getting a little bit hot at that point. Cause I think it was probably, I don't know, maybe 9am, 
Okay, so you've and been going for 12 hours and you've done four laps, so about 28 miles? Yeah, yeah. It was a lot slower than other pace, but at that point it was um, it was definitely definitely a lot hotter. And so we got back, and my friend had just finished his fifth lap, and so I was so happy for him. He oh, he did great. And he actually got a faster time his last his last lap, which wow. was really cool. He got negative Hmm? really impressive guy and um and so i had to do one more lap to get my 35 and it was it was starting to get hot and i was like okay i gotta get out of there so um put on some compression socks and then um i took he let me use his running vest and he gave me a speaker and so i could listen to music while i was running did that help and uh yeah yeah definitely and got out there and then ran and um I think the last mile or two was definitely really tough because my my toes started hurting and I couldn't walk on them very well. Yeah. But got back to my car and it was I think by that time it was probably ninety degrees out. And got back to my car and he uh, he was sleeping in his car waiting for me and so I was like I'm done I'm done. Then I went in my car and fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and so your family yeah. saw you off, but they didn't stay all night. They. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what yeah, did your they, they cheered us on when we started? Yeah. Cool. And then, um, and what did they say when you like? What did your parents say when you first told them, "Hey, I want to do this"? Um, to be honest, I can't remember. Um, I think they're just like, "All right, that's a cool goal." I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Just supportive yes. and not really worried oh, about how you were gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah. My parents are so great. They. They they give me their two cents, obviously. They're like, be careful, this could hurt you. Obviously, many people have damaged by overworking themselves and whatnot. And they gave me their two cents, but they, they're they really great parents. They they just say, you know, whatever you want to do, we'll support you. And um, you can go after it, and we'll be there right next to you. And, oh, I have – I could say so many things about the 50-miler. They were just my rock during that. That was that was amazing. They They're – Honestly, the people who got me through it. <laughs> that's awesome. Ah, that's good to hear too, because I think a lot of people listening to the show are parents themselves. So hearing <laughs> how other parents, you know, encourage their kids to go after the things they're interested in, I think, is always something that mm-hmm. um, that you know parents enjoy learning about. Yeah. So was so that was last June or that was last? When was that? August. Okay, August. And, um, and have you done anything like that since? No, that was the longest one before the 50 in February. Okay. So you did a 51, a 50 miler this February. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, okay. So now I want to know after the race, okay. When you finished and you fell asleep in your car, <laughs> how was recovery after that? How did your body respond to it? I had no idea that my legs could hurt that bad. <laughs> uh, I hadn't, I hadn't really built up a bunch of muscle before, and so my my legs were pretty spent. But to be honest, I was pretty surprised at uh, how quick your body can recover. Mm-hmm. And um, drinking lots of water, ate some food, rested, um, lots of stretching out after that, and um, and I think. Oh, that was one other thing. We had mustard packets on the trail. And Brother Nelson <laughs> was telling us that if you eat mustard packets, 
they um they actually help with cramps. And yeah. so I was eating Buster Packet on this trail, and I'll, it was the grossest <laughs> thing in the whole world. But to be honest, it helped. And so that was one of the things that helped get rid of cramps. <laughs> that's really that's funny. I've never heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> so after that, you thought, you know, I did thirty-five miles. I can do fifty. I want to yeah. do fifty. Was that your next and thought, or did you give yourself time to kind of? I don't know. I didn't really jump to that automatically. Okay. It was. It wasn't really like, oh, I could do a fifty now. It was more like, oh, that was fun. I'm going to do this next year, sort of thing. Okay. Um, and I didn't really realize it was out there, sort of thing. Oh, I, you didn't, I didn't know really like it know. was a thing. Yeah, I didn't realize kind of the whole ultra running community. Okay. I didn't realize it was out there. And it's almost like you don't know it's there until you're in it. And when you're in it, you can't get out of it because it's the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Did you hear um did you hear Margaret's uh po- podcast episode on here? We have two episodes that Margaret came on. She's an ultra trail runner. And uh if you haven't heard those yet, I think you're really going to like them. I'll have to check them out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so that's, that's definitely something for you to check out. She's, she's really amazing. And especially if you're into it, you're going to love what she has to say. Yeah, for real. Yeah. So, so you found out about the community, how? Well, I, it was, it was a lot of the, the 200 mile guys and my one friend who really likes it. And, um, I don't know. It it kind of just we kind of slowly just got into it. Lots of running, and we watched some videos online of different people doing ultra runs, which kind of got us excited about it. And <laughs> he sent me he sent me this one that was um, that was on YouTube, and it's a documentary about um, why you should run a hundred milers. <laughs> cool. And, and that really got me excited. I I was like, oh. These people are doing amazing things, and their will is so strong. I wonder if I could do that, you know, mm. sort of thing. And I don't know if I would have done it on my own without having a friend group because they kind mm. of got me excited about it. They kind of brought the interest in with it because yeah. they they started they started planning and looking at different races. Oh, we could do this one. Oh, we could do this one. And that got me really excited about it because I wanted to do it with my friends and. Um, and just having the experience of doing the Quantico Massacre and how amazing it was, I was like, wow, that would be cool to do on, or a 50 miler. And the, I, I'm not really sure when we decided, but my two friends, it was the guy who really likes ultra running and my other friend, they decided to do one in December. It was going to be a 50 miler down at Brazos. Oh, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it was maybe October at that point, and I didn't think I'd be able to train very well without hurting myself until then, and I was praying a lot, a lot about it too, just to make sure, you know, if I should do it or not, and I felt I should do one in February instead, and so I waited I waited till probably November, and I was researching a lot of the different races that are kind of near me in Texas, and found one uh, called Rocky 50 down in Huntsville. And searching that and looking at all the pictures, looking at all the stories. I watched a video on a guy who ran it. And and it seemed like a really good starter race. 
for someone who hadn't really done ultras before. It was it was fairly flat, kind of just some nice rolling hills. It was through the forest. It was piney, which I really liked because I didn't want kind of like the dry desert. Mm. I feel like that'd be a fun run, but I wanted for my first run to be kind of piney and in the woods. Yeah. And so um, I was researching all of that. And um, for my birthday, I asked my parents if I could do the 50 miler. <laughs> and so um, they they gave me the money to pay for the 50 miler on my birthday. Oh, <laughs> when was your birthday? October. October what? 11th. <gasps> Mine's the 10th. <gasps> no way. That's so cool. Okay. Yeah. So, so October 11th. Cool. What a great day. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so your parents gave you the money on your birthday to, to pay for the 50 miler. So you registered. Yeah. And I was actually, I waited a week. Um, I can't remember why, but I, I waited a week for something. And then when I got on, they said the waitlist was full for the 50 miler actually. And so I was like, Oh no, I missed my chance. <laughs> and so I emailed him real quick and I called the guy and um, I didn't hear back from him for like a week, but um, he said he would open it for me. And so oh, that's nice. he opened it up for me and I was able to register. Yeah. And, um, and get on, get on the race. And so I was signed up, which was really exciting. And I could wow. turn back out. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the training like for it? Was How different was your training for the February uh, 50 miler versus the original uh, Massacre Mountain or whatever you called it um, yeah, race. Bonnet Hill Massacre. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot more serious. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not so much random runs in the middle of the week. Um, I think the biggest helper was definitely having the 100 miler um, person. He he actually gave me a training schedule. Oh, um, nice. I asked, I asked him to make me a training schedule because I – I didn't know how to train for a 50 miler. I had no idea. Um, and so he gave me kind of a basic training schedule. And um, I told him how many weeks I had until the race. And um, and so he, he wrote it all out for me on an Excel spreadsheet. And it had like every single day I would awesome. run this much. This to recover, you know, that sort of thing. And you slowly built up miles um, throughout the weeks as you got closer and closer and did a, did a long run every Saturday and that, that slowly got longer. And it, I mean, that was my first experience. So I, I just stuck to the plan. I didn't really know, know exactly what I was supposed to do, but I just stuck with his planks. I figured he's pretty experienced. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so that was, that was the training plan. And, um, my friend, my other friend, so the four of us, there's two that did the one in Brazos in December, and then me and the other guy um, actually decided to do it in February. He wanted to do it with me because he wanted extra time to train as well. And so he was training the same time as me. And um, to be honest, all four of us were kind of training at the same time because I was training in November and December when they were training as well. Um, so we would go on runs occasionally together, which was really fun. Yeah. And, and what did you do anything different with your diet? with what you were eating um or were you just kind of focusing on what you were doing with your running yeah I I didn't really know if I was supposed to change my diet or if I was supposed to do anything different I I ate more I um I worked on like what I'm supposed to be eating during a run and trying to figure out what worked for my stomach because sometimes your stomach can get upset if you don't if you don't try those things out when you're doing practice runs you know Mm -hmm. so um 
I think the thing that I used a lot was my parents got some metrics bars and they're, um, they're just power bars. And so, um, and so I tried those and ate, ate those on the run and they seemed fine with my stomach. So I figured I'd use those. Um, yeah, I think, I think the one thing that I learned is one of my long runs, it was, um, over at some trails and I had done a 20 miler the Saturday previous. And then I had like a 15 miler this Saturday to kind of back off a little bit after that harsh one. And I think I got 11 miles and my foot started cramping up like a Charlie horse. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it got to the point where I couldn't even walk on it. And I was like, what in the world is happening to my foot? <laughs> like, where did this come from? <laughs> and so I called, um, I called the 100 mile guy's wife because she runs marathons as well. Okay. And she's, she's an amazing person too. So I called her and I was like, hey, my foot's cramping up. I don't know what to do. <laughs> what do I do with my foot? Um, and she told me I was probably deficient on salt, which was true because I had just been drinking water and hadn't really eaten any, any salty foods the entire run. Hmm. And so I stopped by Sonic and um, I asked the lady, I was like, I don't know if this sounds weird, but could I have like 10 mustard packets? <laughs> <laughs> and she came out and brought me a bunch of mustard packets and I drove home and then ate a bunch of salty foods and that worked. Um, and and I rested my foot for like a week or so and it kind of went away. And so by that time it was a lot better. And so that was my first hint that nutrition was a big part. Of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just part of the process. It's kind of learning as you go. And yeah, that's what's so fun is that you can just learn all these different things about your body. And I don't know, just about life in general, because you have so much time to think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you said that you don't have any social media. And no, and and tell me, is that a family rule or is that something that you just personally intentionally decided not to do? Um, at first it was a family rule. But as I got older when I probably did have social media, I just decided I didn't want to um I don't know, I feel like I'd waste time on it and it kind of kind of make me more self conscious or I don't know. Mm. Just seeing Seeing how it affects other people in my grade, I didn't really want to have it. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't really good. And, and so tell me, like, some of the... So you've been homeschooling before COVID-19? Yes, ma'am. And was that, like, a year or two ago you guys started homeschooling? Yeah, I started my um, my sophomore year. Okay. And I'm, I'm about to start my senior year. Awesome. And how has it been going for you? You said that it gave you more time to run. What else has it done for you? Um, that was it. <laughs> That's another story in itself. Um, that was a huge, huge change for me because it kind of just completely threw away my my comfort zone, my world that I used to be in. I was completely comfortable in school. I was doing very well. I was friends with a lot of people and that was just where I felt comfortable, where, where all my skills lied. And I don't know, it was just, I don't like change a lot. And so that was hard for me to learn. But kind of being being taken out of that situation, which it was a family decision. Um, we wanted more family time and um, we felt we were focusing too much on a singular thing. It was a lot of different reasons. But 
um, prayed about it, and my parents were great. They they didn't force us to do it. They um, they let us pray about it, and they said, we'll let you decide. Tell us what your decision is, and which I really appreciate because that definitely made me more willing to do it. But I think one day I went down to the creek that's behind our backyard and prayed about it and just felt really, really peaceful. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. <laughs> um but yeah, and so that kind of threw us into the whole homeschool thing. And it was all just experimenting, trial and error. First year was insane. Really, we didn't know what we were doing. And um, so it was a lot of experimenting, trial and error. But it was it was cool because I started realizing different things that I hadn't realized before. I learned so many lessons. And again, like with extra time. Oh, there's, oh man, there's so many. <laughs> um, one of the lessons is how important family is. Because I would spend a lot of time at school. Um, I was in track, cross country, band, lots of different clubs. And so I I was rarely home. And whenever I was in homeschool, I was, that was school. And so I was at home all the time. <laughs> and I realized how important my family is to me. They've become my best friends. Mm. And I still, I still keep in touch with, my school friends and my church friends, but my family is, I, they're just, we've become so solid. And, um, and you know, you, you think of the typical, the typical family and, um, and everything, but now it's, it's honestly like my best friends or my brother and sisters and my mom and dad. It's so great. Oh, that's really great. That is really cool. Yeah. That's one of the biggest lessons. Um, I mean, there's, there's many more, but the biggest one is definitely how important family is. Mm. And so you then had more time to run too. And so you, yes. and what else, what else are your interests? Um, I, I don't like learning anything. I just like learning. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I like athletics. Mm -hmm. I like music. I like, I like school a lot. Just anything you want to throw at me. Yeah, so you and, and you play the guitar and the ukulele and what else? Uh, I play piano and percussion as well. Cool. And what's your favorite of them? Oh, that is a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess it depends on the day. Um, I've been playing piano the longest, so probably piano. Ah, and now do you write songs or do you like to sing cover songs or do you just play or do you sing too? Uh, all of the above. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. And so you're 17, which means you're at the end of your junior year now? Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. And what do you want to, like, what do you see in your future the next few years? Well, when I, I'm going to work a lot on um, entrepreneurship because my dad owns businesses. And so I really, I really like that aspect. Going to try and um, go into that maybe. Um, and then I want to go on a mission for my church where you, um, you take two years, two years off and you basically go and preach somewhere in the world. And so I'm, I want to do that for my two years. You have to be 19 to go, at least for girls. And then after I get back, I want to go to BYU in Utah. Cool. Do you know what you would want yeah. to study? Entrepreneur business maybe or something else? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like business would be a really good really good subject to go into um i highly enjoy stem subjects science technology engineering mathematics mm -hmm. 
And so I'd, I'd really want to incorporate that into my studies or into a business possibly that I do. Um, and then, and then possibly do music and athletics on the side. But I really like, I really like that. And then I really like uh, learning how people think psychology studies. I think that's really interesting too. It is. And uh, yeah. And um, one of my favorite books is, is about the different ways that people show love, which I think is amazing. It's, it's the coolest book. Um, what book but, is it? What book is it? Uh, the Five Love Languages. Okay. I don't know if you've read it. For adults or yeah. just, or for teenagers. Is there a teenage one? Is there? Yeah, there's, I think there's a couple of different ones. The one I, that's just generally my favorite is just the main one. It's just called The Five Love Languages. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's an amazing book. If you haven't read it, you should. It's I have actually. Yeah. Really. It awesome. Is a good book. Yeah. yeah. You think of it. What did you think of it? I really liked it. You know, I thought it was interest an interesting perspective on how to view how people might receive love, and it just a kind of a way to think about giving love uh, in a way that somebody needs it, rather than how you want to show it. Yeah, exactly. And it's cool because you start realizing other people's love languages, especially in movies, which is interesting. <laughs> you, uh, you start picking it up in movies, the characters, and you're like, ah. I know what your love language is. Yeah, and you're like, no, you need to do this to her or or to him or whatever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, this has been great. So do you see any other races in your future as well? Um. Yeah, yeah. I I really like running and I, I just like the challenge. And so, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. If there was something that you would just say to somebody who you know maybe got invited to do something like what you did what what would you tell them do it (laughs) don't say no just do it (laughs) even if it's scary yeah even if it's scary even if you think you can't do it you'd be surprised at the human will and how much how, how many things you can do that you don't think you can That was my conversation with Maisie. As you heard, she doesn't have any social media, so just send love her way. Gratitude that she shared her story as an as an awesome, brave 17-year-old. I absolutely love talking with her. And after we had our conversation, she decided she wanted to interview me. That was really sweet. So we're gonna do an episode where she's interviewed me. Stay tuned for that. If you haven't subscribed to Feminine Will wherever you listen to podcasts, please do that now so that you can get episodes every single Monday. And share this with one friend right now. Who needs to hear this message? Who needs to know that they can do whatever it is they put their mind to and that it really is about just moving forward? This is a tough time for a lot of people. But there are a lot of people who are also kind of finding some, some grounding in the fact that things are different than normal. And regardless of our circumstances, we can find opportunity in tough and dark and low times. So I just want you to know that I am thinking of you. I am grateful that you're here listening. And I hope that every episode you hear uplifts and inspires you. 
and that by do by so doing you can then share this with somebody else and that as you get uplifted that your light will shine for others all the music brought to you by me andrea belita thank you so much for listening and i will see you next monday Bye.